Welcome to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast, where we take a deep dive into the latest marketing trends, tools, and tips, and provide you with the top resources you need to thrive and make your marketing mesmerizing. And now, here's your host, Dimple Dang. Hello, everyone. This is Dimple again, and I'm so excited today to be here with Arjun Rai. He is the founder of Hello Woofy, and I'm so excited to be interviewing him today because I've actually seen him around Clubhouse, and I've been wanting to have him as a guest, and magically, I get an email in my inbox saying that he would make a great guest on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast and you ask and you shall receive because here he is. So welcome. Thank you. And I really appreciate that, Dimple. I do believe in the law of attraction and the secret and things like that. So yes, I have seen you all around Clubhouse. I think we've co-modded a couple of stages together as well. But if this was meant to be, the universe wanted us to talk about the future of, of uh, marketing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I am, you know, in marketing myself, and I'm also kind of a tech nerd and app nerd. I research new apps on the app store and see what can, you know, help people be more efficient yeah. and save time and do all kinds of cool things. So that's why I'm so honored that you're here because more so than anything, this is also a learning experience for me because mm. I've been meaning to actually sign up for Hello Woofy. But oh, thank I just you. like yeah, it's like if I can have a better understanding of exactly what I can do, that would be great. So let's start with this. Let's start with back back in the day. Maybe it wasn't that long ago. Let's start with your background before Hello Wolfie. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, like sure. who you are, what you did back then. So very much a rebel from a very young age. I remember back in India at our Indian wedding, I was like, why are all these flowers being you know, thrown around? So I, for, for your listeners who haven't been to an Indian wedding, we can use a lot of flowers, like a lot, like a city's worth of flowers at one wedding. And so I was like, why are we throwing these out? So I ended up taking a couple of those flowers and turning those into like Hawaiian garlands and selling those for 25 cents at my grandmother's gate. Now, the issue was, I was in India at my grandmother's gate. No one knows what 25 cents is. It's a different currency, but I was selling it for a quarter anyways. And so it was just, I was always trying to figure out how could I sell something? How could I make an extra buck on the side? And there were a couple other stories in my childhood where I definitely drove my mom insane. <laughs> I was like, why can't he just do studies? Why does he always have to sell something? Fast forward, I did four startups today. Two of them have been venture-backed. And Hello Woofy was really designed out of the frustration and the inability to do a lot of the things that you know we're going to be talking about today easily, which in the realm of digital marketing. And so whether it was, an, uh, it was a startup I did in high school or an agency I did in college or a project management startup I built in college uh, towards the end as well, Coming up with the right content, coming up with the right emojis and hashtags and find the right images, it's it's a full-time job. It's a full-time job to be a social media manager. Now, if you're going to be a solopreneur or if you're running a coffee shop or a coaching business, not only are you a social media manager, you're the accountant, the legal person, right? The finance person and the operations person and so on and so forth. So yeah. just out of that frustration, I was like, okay, not only are we going to help other rebels, other underdogs, you know, really take power into their own hands, but we're going to do it at a price point that is equivalent to a cup of coffee and, and help them with social media automation. Now, since then, since building all these startups, we, we realized that blogging was a big deal, especially last year when people were Googling you, searching for your services. If you didn't come up in the first three, you know, three pages, you're done. 
And so a lot of the business owners we now work with were last year, they're like, what is blogging? What is content marketing? So we built a product around that. And then now we can talk about social audio and clubhouse and smart speakers. That's really the future. of it. And yet very few people are talking about it. Yeah. First of all, I love that you were literally born an entrepreneur because you were very entrepreneurial, even from a young age, you knew what you wanted. You went after it. You wanted to make money. You know, you're like, Hey, I'd rather make money than sit in a class in school. Like I know what to do. And I feel like I was kind of the same way, but I think it comes from a young age. That's really great because when it comes from a young age, it just really fuels you to do more, to Mm -hmm. create more and to have that creativity, which I think is really, really important when you are a founder of a company. There's so many companies out there that already do similar things. And when it comes to social media platforms, there's like a dozen of them because I do social media management. So I've probably used a lot of them. And, you know, I think that what you've done is you've combined artificial intelligence. And I think that's the part that intrigues me the most Mm. because I'm really seeing artificial intelligence everywhere. There's apps like Jarvis.ai and they can write your content and there's other apps. And I'm just like, you know, I'm impressed. And I think that's the way of the future. So I want to hear a little bit about like the concept and how you, how you came up with it. Yeah. So, so just on that topic, I mean, during our sales calls and we, we do sales calls with a, you know, a whole bunch of small business owners and they always ask this question is, can I, can the platform do everything for me? And the answer is not exactly because there's going to be a day of reckoning. There's going to be a judgment day for all these other companies that are saying, just sit back, type a little bit, and they'll just automatically spit out an entire journalistic, you know, uh, level quality article. Well, the issue is that once you get so many robots talking to each other and posting on each, you know, platforms, the platforms are going to catch on very quickly. For example, Twitter doesn't like similar content. They don't like duplicated content. That's a terms and conditions thing you have to deal with. And a lot of the platforms, they want to make sure that the, the person, the user is at the center of all the posting. It's not just regurgitating the same thing, automatically creating the content, then, you know, robots talking to robots, because that affects their advertising model, affects their engagement, and so on and so forth. So there is going to be a day of reckoning along those lines. Now, we appreciate the auto capabilities, the create content creation that a lot of the other companies are doing, but they're also using open source IP called GPT-3 or GPT-2. And, and it's not really IP that they've built inherently that has been designed specifically for the needs of a business owner or a small business owner or an, or an underdog. So in our case, we just received a patent about a month ago, actually literally the day after my birthday, that allowed us to protect the IP around when you start typing a piece of content, it automatically starts suggesting additional words or the, the rest of the word that you're typing automatically. And then it says, okay, these are the words that we recommend, but then these are the hashtags that we recommend based on that, based on the data that we've seen hundreds of millions of times being used again and again. But the most part, important part of that is the the whole science of emojis. Now, I was on, the, on a TV episode uh, a couple of uh, months ago, and I said, emojis are the modern hieroglyphics. We're all cavemen at the end of the day. And studies show over and over again that when you use the right emojis or emojis to begin with, it drives engagement, it drives purchase intent, it drives open rates, and their whole slew of benefits. But the only issue is that, again, if you're that coffee shop owner, that coach and a podcaster, you do not have the time to go through 3,200 emojis, figure out which ones to use. And so you end up using the same finger gestures, the same faces. 
the same the same vegetables and that's not very helpful that is so true i was actually asking people like hey what's the url for the emoji dictionary because sometimes people use emojis and i'm you know quite yeah. familiar with most of them but i'm like what on earth does this emoji mean right yeah. but i think it makes social media way more fun and yep. I think it's way people engage more with posts that do have emojis in them. And that's tried and true. Like even in my clubhouse rooms, I always put emojis. If it's mm. podcasting room, I'll put a podcasting emoji mm-hmm. and throw in a little smiley face because we want people to be happy when they come to the room. Yeah. And, and just to highlight for what we're talking about, this is one example. And so for viewers who are listening in, what I'm showing Dimple is an example of a what is known as a complex network graph. I just typed in a simple sentence like, how are you? And of course, we love you and like coffee. But then you will you notice is how language is being actually formulated. We're looking at three different versions. One is the emojis, hashtags and words. How do they coexist in the world of social media? So you can see love does well with heart, which does well with these emojis over here on the left side. And heart does really well with another you know, hashtag like quote. So when you expand and you take a look at the entire world of language and how it's formulated in real time, it's very, very captivating. And so as soon as you come into our platform, we say, okay, just just start typing. Don't feel the over don't feel overwhelmed that you have to come up with the perfect content. Just start typing. And you can see it's starting to suggest content for you. I'm going to use the same example for consistency. And then of course I love my coffee. And then we'll notice those emojis being recommended below like coffee or the sign here with the the hearts and the eyes. The point is it's giving you those recommendations based on data. And then we're also tracking what emojis are being used in real time. So now for your for, again for your listeners who are tuning in, we're seeing different kinds of emojis flickering and they're flickering at different paces because some of them are more popular than the other ones and you can now have data at your fingertips to see what is popular what's trending and if you don't have an image we'll find royalty free images or memes and gifs for you depending on what you typed in so far and if those images have words in them it'll automatically transcribe the the words for you as well so there's a lot of capabilities baked in but the point is the small business owner doesn't have a degree in all of these intricate marketing techniques we it should just do it for you then and they can focus on storytelling absolutely i mean i love that i love all of those features because you know small business owners they don't really know much about social media and most of them actually have to hire someone to do it but the issue sometimes with small business owners is they can't afford to pay someone else to do it or they don't have Mm. a marketing budget and when you can't afford to do it you really need to learn how to do it yourself, but yep. you need the resources and the technology and platforms to make it so simple and fun even that that <laughs> you want to spend time. You want to allocate yep. like that one or two hours on your calendar and say, I'm going to work yep. on my social media post. And like the example you shared, like that was for like a Google post. And I'm like, well, I never even thought about putting emojis in a Google post. Like that's mind blowing. Yeah. And it's just those little things that can really help you out and and make it not only more delightful, but just simpler and more powerful. So one of the things we always have something crazy being built behind the scenes as a special project. So one of the things that we have currently being built, which is very crazy, is an augmented reality version of the platform. So you can literally have your phone with it, you know, before you, and you can see visually what content's about to go out, what content's ready to go out, what content's sitting in your library. And if you think any of these posts should be going out immediately, 
Well, then you just tap on the post before you and you can say, fire it off to Instagram. And then you go to Instagram and it's already there or Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. So the point is, how can we help those small business owners? And this is an augmented reality version, obviously, for, for, you know, for your listeners. The point is, how can we help that business owner who's stuck at home, quarantine, has a different way of working today? How can we allow their sphere of work to become very, very fun? And also do a screen share with your client, they're going to be blown away. You'll be able to show in augmented reality how the campaign's been going, what posts have gone out, like a visual timeline. And you can literally just walk around and say, hey, client, hey, Dimple, this is what I've done in the last few weeks, and this is the content there, and this is what's coming out in the future. If you don't like it, we can just tap on the X and delete it, and then you know tap on it and have it scheduled immediately. It's just a different way of visualizing metrics and how well we're doing as, as a marketer. Yeah, and I have to say, Arjun just showed me that, and it was actually mind-blowing. I was impressed. It looks so cool. And, and on top of it, is it correct that posts can be scheduled in advance, even on Instagram? So long as you have a business profile on Instagram, because there are different versions of Instagram, you can have a personal profile and then a professional profile, which subdivides into a creator and a business profile. So you yeah. want to have a professional business profile. And so long as you do that, feed posts are fully automated. So long as they're one-to-one ratio or four-to-five ratio in size. Stories are still semi-automated. I'm sure at some point Instagram is going to open up the entire platform to be automated. But uh, like I said, these platforms are are making sure that you are at the core of it. You're creating the content you're suggesting and whatnot. And there's definitely going to be a day where you have to bake technology to prevent full automation. And so in our platform, for example, because we know Twitter doesn't like similar content or duplicated content coming out, we are the only ones, and we follow the pattern around this, that tells you how similar is your content so that you don't shoot yourself in the foot going uh, scheduling again to Twitter. And those are just little pieces of technology that save so much headache for the small business owner. Okay, amazing. And what about if, like, if we put some posts out there and we want to reshare that post a few weeks later, is there a button mm-hmm. to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a concept called a library and uh, we have a categorization system. So essentially when you go into a library, you say, this is going to be my blog post. These are going to be my motivational content. This is going to be content for my Facebook group. And we have about 50 pieces of content, give or take, in our Facebook category, Facebook group category for our group called Content Masters. And we just reshare those pieces of content again and again. Some of it is about how to use the platform. Some of it is about tips for small businesses. You know, some of them are motivational quotes. And so, yes, when you click on the post itself, you have an option. Do you want to send it off immediately or ahead of time? And then that, and then you can come back to it and do it again. I mean, that is an amazing feature because it saves so much time. Let's go back to talk about blogging for a moment because I love to talk about that. Creating content is so important nowadays. Mm. And one of the best ways to create content is through blog posts. So mm-hmm. like when we create blog posts for, for clients, like I have a whole content team, they write specifically for different practice, you know, niches. Like if I have lawyers, we have content writers that are former lawyers or paralegals, or they have a degree in journalism. Mm. And whenever we're creating all this content, I'm creating it strategically for SEO purposes, search engine Mm -hmm. optimization, so that it has the ability to rank on page one of Google. And Mm. when we create this content, we also want to share it on social media. But if I've been creating content for someone for a while, like the same article can be shared over a period of time again. And I think it's really important. Like this makes a process so easy. I'm actually blown away by even what I've heard so far that this is only, and you can say what the low price is in case it changes. And I'm, I don't want to say the wrong <laughs> thing because it's like blows my mind why you would offer this so 
mega cost effectively because you're literally being such a nice entrepreneur. <laughs> like you're totally sharing and caring because I know how much other platforms cost. And I'm going to be honest with the audience right now. They don't even do one fourth of what Hello Woofy does. It, yeah. it just doesn't do any of these things. Oh, and, and again, we have a lot of respect for our, our competitors, but if you take a look at them, especially the, the biggest ones in the in the industry, they're all about enterprise. They're all about focusing on enterprise. They don't even care where they got started, which was SMB or small businesses. And one of our biggest competitors, they grew from a billion dollars in market cap to nearly six billion, you know, six X over the last year and a half or so. And that was because digital marketing became such a big topic. But when you think of t- take a look at their prices, to your point, exorbitant prices, capabilities, one-tenth of what we can do. So like to, to your point, if you're doing a lot of content marketing, obviously mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sharing my screen now for, for your listeners who are tuning in. All I'm going to do is paste in an article like the one about emojis. And what you'll notice is that it actually will read the article for me so that I can come up with something thought-provoking, a quote. It gives me a series of quotes you know, I can throw in there. And then at the end of it, I can also throw in a couple of hashtags that were generated based on the article itself. Now, if I want to summarize the article, all I have to do is paste in the article uh, URL or a paragraph from the article itself. And then what it'll do is actually read the entire article for me and say, okay, this is what we think would be a good synopsis or good summary of the entire article and then throw that into your social media posts as well. So now you have a capability of having your best friend, obviously the theme of a dog here, and it'll automatically suggest content for you and throw that in here as well. So my point is, at the end of the day, if if all these pieces of technologies can help you out so easily, then just click, 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 and you're good to go. Now, on top of that, it's also giving you emoji recommendations. As you can see here, if I want to pull in the article's image, just throw that image in here and it'll get the image for me as well. And I can throw that in here. And then based off that image, it'll find more hashtags, more emojis as well. And that's it. Click, 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 and you're good to go. Oh, my God. That's absolutely amazing. I love that because, I mean, it takes the the work out of it. It takes the thought process out of it. Then if you want to edit it a little bit, you can go in and edit it. And I have a lot of respect for small businesses because Mm -hmm. I've worked with them for many years. And sometimes it's a struggle, especially with what we've gone through with the pandemic. Yeah. It's hard, right? And they don't have a lot of budget, but they do need to grow. They need, they definitely need to be active on social media. And this makes it like such a seamless process. So yep. I love that. Here's the, uh, by the way, the summary, which I didn't actually add into the post. Emojis have come a long way since they were int- created in the 1980s, but they're still very much a part of our daily lives. And I can throw that in here and have a synopsis plus a quote, and I'm good to go. That is so cool. A little bit of history right there. <laughs> My brain is going off in like ideas right now. And I'm a podcaster and I teach other people how to launch their own podcast and help them get launched and stuff like that. And I do a lot of rooms on podcasting. Mm. And I also do a lot of rooms on podcast marketing because I always tell people like you can't just launch a podcast and expect to get a ton of traffic. It's really important that you have a strategic marketing plan to promote your episodes, right? Yep. So I am like having all of these light bulbs go off on how maybe podcasters can use Oh yeah. Hello Woofy, even if they take their show notes and they put them into like a document and then now that's a link and it's going to formulate, hey, maybe this can be, you know, the topic and especially it can pick up different things that might make a good quote, right? And when you have a podcast episode, you want to share it multiple times. Quotes are something that the person said that was really tremendous value that should be shared. And I think this takes a whole process out of doing it manually. Doing it manually 
can take a lot of work. It can take a lot of time because some podcast episodes yeah. are an hour long. And if you listen to them manually, which sometimes people have to do to edit them the right way, edit them when you need detailed show notes, you know, mm. you do have to listen to it because you have to get the context of the words. And yeah. then you have to be able to convey what's the important, like the questions, the answers in a very blog format that's easy yeah. and consumable for the audience. So I love that, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on if you have any specific yeah. ideas on how podcasters can use Hello Woofy. Well, this actually goes into the other thing that we were you know, talking before the show, which is social audio marketing and smart speaker marketing. And, and like I said, we realize that social media is like the lowest hanging fruit. It has to be perfected. It has to be intelligent and, and then blogging after that. But one of the things that we realized last year is that there's just so many smart speakers. I mean, I have two behind, next to me. I have a I have actually three next to me. I have 11 in my house. But the point is that there are so many around the world. They're nearly half a billion that an ecosystem like this one that I'm about to show you just doesn't ex isn't easy to access for small businesses. So you're seeing a, a typical living room scene where there's a fire TV. There's a, a couple of smaller speakers in the living room, right? But the only apps you see on, on the top left are the YouTubes and the Netflixes and the Hulus of the world. But we know that there's so many, there are hundreds of millions of devices called smart speakers and smart speaker marketing is on the rise. So then why are we not at the core of it, like podcasters or coffee shops? So this is actually a video demo that I always you know, show, which is an example of my living room in New York City. And again, all the apps you see here are multi-billion dollar broadcasting apps, but you don't see Joe Coffee Shop on there or you don't see Dimple's marketing mesmerizing tips and tricks on here. And it's because it's very, very expensive to create an app or a skill for these devices and then have the infrastructure and the the ability to broadcast, have advertising or, or links and things like that. It's just very, very difficult. So what we did is said, okay, why don't we actually start working with the Alexa team and make it so simple that you and I can create an app or a skill in two seconds. So all you have to do is tell us your title of the app or skill, the background, the colors, the you know the logos, all of that stuff. And then once Amazon approves you, this is a, a skill that we we got approved for, Hello Woofy. And then you can start, you could be like, hey, this is Dimple. This is the 101s on a Monday on how to get the maximum out of Clubhouse in terms of marketing. And if you want to learn more, click on the link to the left on your television or your smart speaker. And join my two-day masterclass where me and Gary Vaynerchuk are going to show you exactly how to blow away your audience on social audio. Well, then guess what? The customer can click on the link, go to your website, in this case it's Hello Woofy, and subscribe or buy and convert and sign up, what they, whatever they want to do. But this is happening on the television. Now, it works really well on the smart speakers as well, the ones that are more touch-friendly. They're called Echo Shows. There are a mm -hmm. lot of different variations. But the point is, you can tap your way through, you can buy on the speaker, and it just made it it's so simple to to be able to get directly to that customer now it's we call it dtc broadcasting direct to consumer broadcasting okay now i am like totally blown away like <laughs> mic drop honestly and the thing is i am actually an educated consumer about alexa skills and all that because i do have a client that has some very prominent podcast and that's what they do and that's what they talk about. And they even do like once a day releases about Alexa skills and how to build different skills for different things. Now, I haven't dived into building any of my own skills, but what you just laid out right there, I'm like, okay, sign me up. Where do I get the information? Is there a video to watch to learn how to do this stuff? How do we yeah. learn? Because I'm like, that is cutting edge technology. 
And that's what we say on our sales calls is that we want the customer at the center of not only the content creation when it comes to using the platform, but when it comes to building our company. From the very beginning, we said equity crowdfunding should be our a part of our business model. And we, have, we may have spoken about this on Clubhouse a few times. The reason why equity crowdfunding is a part of our business model is because not only can the dimples of the world buy our software for 49 a year, 99 a year, or you know, 249 a year, depending on what plan you want. But then you can invest in the company as low as 100 bucks, get ownership and have, you know, have a sense of ownership in the company because you have a promise to shares. And then if you become an affiliate, you potentially could make a little bit or all of that investment back and still have the upside. So eventually as we scale and we grow, we've already tripled our valuation in the last few years you can also win right alongside us. Now, I don't know any of our competitors that give shares away or give mentorship and coaching calls because you have that baked into your product or really care about where the small business owner is coming from because they don't have a degree in this field. We take those or a Facebook group to listen to them. We take all of those little touch points very seriously. So obviously, if you want to learn more, go to wefunder.com slash and anyone can invest as low as 100 bucks. And I will add that link in the show notes. But I mean, I think it's amazing that you put so much thought into how you run your your business and what you offer because you're right i went on the website i saw that and i haven't seen anyone else that i know of do that and and i think that's impressive because you really are making the community a part of what you're creating and you're bringing them in as a community to be inclusive and you're asking for their feedback and you're also going above and beyond to really onboard them and coach them because when i look on your website you know, people can schedule a demo. So if they're like overwhelmed <laughs> by social media, which yep. a lot of maybe small business owners are, you know, they can schedule a demo and they can get an entire walkthrough and they'll yep. understand what the capabilities are of Hello Woofy and what it can do and how they can use it specifically also for their unique needs because yep. there's um, so many different functions and features of it, but they just need to figure out what's going to work best for, for their business model and their business, right? So let's talk about this. What are some of the platforms that are integrated within that they can share to on social media? Which platforms are included? So Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, there are like the the core uh, and TikTok uh, are the core social media integrations that are currently available. And all the roadmap is actually right in our settings page so that our customers can see what we're working on, what is further along in terms of development. And also integrations like Snipply or uh, Wave Video, those are coming down the road as well. So, and it's not just the social media side. We have Shopify on the in the works as well, so you can automate your blog posts there. And then, as far as entertainment is concerned, obviously Alexa capabilities are already there. But then we're thinking about doing YouTube, Twitch. We're seeing a lot of people who are also on Clubhouse. They they're also Twitch influencers. So creating a little module on their profiles where they can sell and schedule content is going to be very, very important for them. Google My Business uh, just came out a couple of months ago in our platform as well. So it's, we're listening to our customers and, and constantly. My whole pro, my whole motto is spend, do 90% of your, spend 90% of your time or resources in things really well, like social media, for example, and then 10% or 15% of your time in things that have, you know, moonshots essentially. And that's where Alexa came out of. That's where our Google Chrome extension came out of. The augmented reality you know, application is in that. We have a couple other things as well. So that's how we divvy up our, our resources and continue to listen. That is really exciting. I'm curious to know, building this out and just presenting your concept to investors and you know, when you're <laughs> trying to raise money, oh, what yeah. are some of the, I guess, objections that you got that you had to overcome to get to where you are today? 
Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. No matter how much money you're making month over month, there's, there's always an investor or two that wants more. But uh, and and at the end of the day, we're looking for investors who have conviction. They are able to write checks. They actually want to write checks, and and they want to be part of something that is just categorically different. And we've been very blessed to raise nearly 1.3 million so far in funding. More than well over half of that came through the public markets who are our customers and through equity crowdfunding. So we're very proud of that. And I think that's going to be the way we continue doing things, letting our customers invest, letting them be the biggest voices. But we were very fortunate to have a couple of funds invested, a couple of angel investors as well. And constantly we're always asked, you know, how fast can you grow? How can I add more fuel to the flame? And we're telling them we're already up, I think it was 63% month over month. Um, 63.7% 63.7% month over month as of right now the second because we there are a few hundred dollars in sales while I was on the call or I'm on this podcast. And so that's what we're looking for is how do we tell investors that this is working, we need more capital to make it work even faster and then reduce the timeline for success. Sometimes you need more con- commitment or conviction than, than others. I think that's a great formula though and congrats on that because that is huge for some startups like it's even hard to to get the funding but I think when you yeah. come up with a concept that's unique and and it can help so many people ears are are listening you know people are more receptive to that but but I mean I just think if you've done all of this and the amount of time that you have I can't wait to see like where Hello Wolfie's <laughs> going to be like 12 months from now like it's going to be on steroids, like it's going to be a whole other, you know, level. <laughs> How much is it for people to sign up? I mean, the lowest plan is uh, in our funnels is 49 for the year. But really, if you're a small business owner, or if you do a lot of things on LinkedIn, you really want to get the 99 for the year. But again, it's like an exp- expensive reserve Starbucks coffee <laughs> um, a month. And it'll do all of your stuff, your social, your blog, your smart so- your social audio, smart speaker marketing. Um, but uh, we want to keep it low because a lot of our customers are trying to recover from the pandemic. They are choosing between this solution and food or a bill or two. And, and so we know small business around the world, which is 70% of major economies, they need to be given a chance. They need to be given a sense of hope. And so we're keeping the prices low. And then on the other hand, from a business model standpoint, you know, in addition to the equity crowdfunding, allowing them to be shareholders, we want to make sure that they can really turn around their businesses, start a business, make a self-sustainable residual income or main source of income for themselves. And a lot of our our customers are actually agencies or they are podcasters who launched their podcast relatively you know early on in the last few months, and they're just looking to make it. They're just looking to make it on or and work from home and remotely and things like that. Yeah, I, I, I get that. You should actually, I don't know if you've heard of, I mean, I know I've seen you in Clubhouse. I don't know if you've heard of the new Wisdom app, but there's another oh, yeah. audio game player. You should actually come and do a room, join me as a guest in one of my rooms because I do a lot oh, of I'd be honored. <laughs> on podcasting. And then because it's a replay, they can actually listen to the whole thing. And mm. by then what I'll do is I'll actually sign up for for it so then I can test it out myself. And then oh, you know, virtual hugs. <laughs> And then I'll give ideas. I'll give actual strategies, like marketing strategies of how podcasters can use it because they always listen when I do rooms on that kind of stuff. So I think that would be, that'd be great. We'll have to get that going too. Yeah, absolutely. You've, You've put together a really stellar technology and for managing social media. And I'm, I'm going to ask just because I know what the answer is, but I'm going to ask anyway, 
I'm pretty sure that this just replaces any other social media platforms that they were using before, like Buffer, you know. It's it's interesting. Yeah, so we we actually, so we know a lot of the founders that you're mentioning, uh, the founders of the companies you're mentioning, you know, just happened to be the community was so small that I ended up pitching to them or asking for advice at some point. So we've actually par- partnered with, uh, as an integration partner with Ryan, who's the founder of Hootsuite. And so we're the only competitor slash co-creating partner in his app store. Um, and I, I told him, hey, a lot of your customers are asking, can they use Hello Woofy on top of Hootsuite? Because they do a great job in analytics. They do a great job at streams. But we do a great job in other fields and other distribution channels, right? And so mm-hmm. we actually think of them as a co-creating partner. Now, other companies like Sprout and Buffer and whatnot, they continue going down this, doing the same thing that they've been doing for a very long time. And good on them. They have, a, in some cases, a multi-billion dollar business. But where we're going to be in five years is, is going to be very different from where these companies are, are going down. Yeah, for sure. But one of the things I did want to okay. mention is a lot of our, our customers tend to be women-led businesses. And so we're trying to figure out if your listeners have any advice or tips, we are trying to figure out how do we you know, reach more women-led businesses, women-led enterprises that are in the social media side of, they need social media help. So a lot of our businesses tend to be podcasts on our platform. They also tend to be coaches or direct sellers, real estate agents. These are people literally who are like, carving out incomes for themselves. They're all entrepreneurial. But we're, you know, if you have any advice on that, we're always looking for feedback. I do, I do. I have a couple of things that come to mind is one, women are hanging out on Pinterest because it's very visual. It's about food, cooking, travel. So I think that's where you're going to find an untapped audience because I mean, Mm. everyone's on Instagram, right? Yep. But Pinterest is also a crazy search engine where it it can rank your posts really high. And literally Mm -hmm. what I do on Pinterest, a dollar a day strategy to promote something. And I get thousands of of views, which is so cost effective compared to Mm. doing something on Facebook ads. So Pinterest, like if you set up a Pinterest account and if you have blog posts, which I'm sure you guys do that you've written Mm -hmm. on your website, You can create what's called an idea pin, and that's like the visual, and you can create that in canva.com. And then you can share links to different articles, and you can even share different links to like if you have videos that you want to share or or little clips, even podcast episodes that you've been on. The other question I guess I have for you, which comes to mind, which I think would really amazingly work in terms of reaching your target audience is do you Mm -hmm. have your own podcast? We have a, not a podcast per se, but we have a show called Content Masters and we do live sessions in our Facebook group. We try to keep it very exclusive because then it allows our customers to come on and say, hey, this is Dimple. I have something to talk about the Veterans Chamber of Commerce and how we can help other veterans start their businesses with social media at the core of it. Or we have we actually have one uh, really, really su- very sweet customer, Edgar from lifeforpause.com. And he literally came to all of our networking calls and it has been coming to all our networking calls for the last few weeks. And he started with a Shopify store and every single week he built it up. And and now he's at a point where he's scaling so fast that he's not only doing really well on the social media automation side, but he needs introductions to investors and things like that. So it's like those stories we love captivating. So we just go live using StreamYard. I do have an idea for you though. Yeah, go for it. I think it would be really cool if you did a podcast about emojis. Okay. All right. I think, and I will help you launch it, but you should do a podcast about emojis because it ties 
in. It's directly related to your product. Yep. And, and people would totally love watching that. And you can have different stories about emojis and the emotions yep. they, you know, convey. And maybe how even emojis, people can misunderstand certain emojis yep. and yep. which ones people get confused. I don't know what purple hearts mean versus the difference between that and a red heart. <laughs> I mean, I'm not 21, right? But you know, I think it would be such a fun and entertaining show. Yeah. That would be amazing. So, so it's so funny you mentioned that. From a couple of years ago when I was on Tinder, one of the matches, one of the girls I matched with, she actually said, you're going to be, you're the emoji king. And I have a screenshot of this from years ago, like back in college, early days in college from Tinder. And it's so funny because now I actually have the official patent around this capability called the emoji recommendation system, which is funny in and of itself but more importantly when we do the shows the content master shows you can actually see in the introduction we have a ton of emojis that we talk about because it just drives a lot of engagement emoji social media marketing so here's some ideas yeah. for you you can get the emoji king.com if it's available and since mm -hmm. this is not live yet go ahead and buy that domain before everyone hears the podcast episode and then they go try to steal my idea that I just gave you or you can even call it emoji social media marketing even if you're not sure if you want to do it just go get the domain from Namecheap or Bluehost yeah. or whatever because one day you might decide to do a show and the thing is mm. your show doesn't have to be super long you could do episodes once a week that are just like five to ten minutes you talk about different emo emojis I mean how many emojis did you tell me you have like over that people can use in Hello Movie a lot. There, How many? There are a lot. Yeah. I mean, officially, according to Unicode, which is like the FDA of text-based communication, there are over 3,000. I think that show would be a big hit. I would listen. <laughs> I would listen. Yeah. You asked for advice. I gave you some I gave you some tips. All right. So we're down to the last few minutes. I know you got to jump off here. So, you know, quick question is, where do you see the future of AI? A lot of founders in the tech industry will, or, or I guess in venture capital people will say the same thing is that they'll, they'll give you a very technical answer and they'll give you a very like feature product and, you know, rich answer. But for me, it's, it's an augmentation. It's an augmentation to what you could do in a week, but you can get it done in, in two minutes so that you have time to do what you would have done in a year in that week's worth of time, right? And then you can just perpetually do better, beat the beep out of your competition and, and just win at being a small business owner. So I think that's where all of the technology has to kind of converge. Now there's a side of this debate that we can have from an ethical perspective. There's a side of this debate we can have from an automation perspective. To what extent is too much automation too much and, and whatnot. But at the end of the day, so long as it helps that business owner do more faster and cheaper and just be delighted, just have a lot of fun. I think AI will be a winner. Anything short of that, it'll, it'll be always contested for sure. Yeah, I look forward to it. And I got another idea. So whether you decide to do that podcast or not, I'd love to have you back as a guest to do an episode. Yay! So whenever you're down for that, you know, it's going to be a really fun episode and I'll try to do my homework. So I'm a little bit more emojified before we do that <laughs> one. But I think that would be fun. And this way, you know what? Like we can see how that episode does. And if it does really well, like I'll come to you and I'll say, you know what, Arjun, you really probably should do that show before Done. someone else feels the idea. Go get Done. your donuts. So you said emojiking.com? Yeah, because you said you were called the Emoji King, right? So, so it looks like Emoji King. Emoji King is actually taken in 2016, but Emoji King. Net is available and .io. So maybe I'll grab those too. You should get the .io. Just do it under .io yeah. and .co too. Cool. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just make sure it's not trademarked and then, hey, go for it. You know, right, you can use right. It. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? What's the best way for people to reach out or how do they get their demo of Hello Woofy? Yeah, just go to hellowoofy.com. It's H-E-L-L-O-W-O-O-F-Y.com. And my email's on there. My phone number's on there. Like I have all my information's on there. And just tell us a little bit about your small business, your underdog, a small business, and how we can help you. If there are certain features you want us to add into the marketing platform, there are certain things you like us to you know do for you. And obviously join our Facebook group as well, because that's where all the feedback is going in. And other people can say, yep, I agree with that. Or maybe we should do it this way. And then that itself has a direct impact on our roadmap. And then last but not least, if you consider investing in the company as we scale, we want to make sure all our underdogs are scaling with us as well. So we raised about 26000 so far as of this recording, but we're obviously trying to get to the, the next level, which is 50K, the next level, which is 100K. So anyone can become a shareholder and, and then those will give you certain perks into Hello Woofy as well. And what is the name of the Facebook group again? Content Masters by Hello Woofy. Okay, perfect. I will link it in the show notes for everyone mm-hmm. who is tuning in. This was such a delight to have you on the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. And who knows, like pretty soon you'll have your own podcast. I can't wait because I love <laughs> to inspire people to launch their own show. I do have a one day launcher podcast boot camp coming up in November. So if you want help, we are there to do that. And um, we got to get you for a you know room on wisdom one of these days. I followed you on Instagram so follow me back there because I don't know if you have time to read your emails because I notice the same email address I have is the same one that's on the company website. So you probably have yes. hundreds of emails a day. We do, but I respond to all of them. In fact, I learned this from uh, a very well-known entrepreneur who's, whose name is Sir Martin Sorrell. And so he built the largest holding company of agencies in the world, WPP. And so till this day, if you email him, he'll respond to you within a couple of minutes or a couple of hours. And it's astonishing like how fast he responds. So I take that very seriously. That is amazing. See, that just shows me that you have integrity and <laughs> it's a different way of running a business, right? I think yeah. those things matter a lot. I mean, yeah. if you're going to put an email address there for the public, then yeah, you should respond, right? But then a lot yeah. of businesses just don't do that. They don't. Well, we do, do the same thing in, in our Facebook group as well. Like if you come in and say, hey, I'm having some issues with this or hey, this is a great feature I want to request. You will actually see, again, for your viewers who are joining the group, you'll see actually me with like, a bedroom background, a garden background, the backyard, the central park, me with my dog walking around, I'm responding and saying, hey, Dimple, I love that feedback. You know, I'm going to add it to the roadmap or I'm so sorry that happened to you. I'm going to make sure that we escalate this. And it doesn't matter because the other thing we learned from last year is that it doesn't matter what's in your background. It doesn't matter the dog noises or the birds chirping and whatnot, so long as you're moving forward. And I think that habit or that approach has, has, is going to stay. And so we just take videos and respond immediately. Oh my God. I love that. That is amazing. You are so (laughs) modern and you're doing everything in a very innovative way, which I absolutely love. And I hope to see you again on my podcast for the next show. And we'll definitely do a segment on wisdom. So thank you for being here. All right. Virtual hugs from New York. (laughs) (laughs) Back to you. Thank you for listening to the Mesmerizing Marketing Podcast. If you found this episode valuable, please subscribe to the show so you don't ever miss an episode and also share it with your friends. Dimple would be so grateful if you could take a minute to leave a review and visit the podcast website to check out all the latest episodes at www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. That's www.mesmerizingmarketingpodcast.com. 
marketingexpert.com and follow Dimple on Clubhouse. Her handle is marketing expert and also join her mesmerizing marketing club also on Clubhouse for live rooms on top marketing strategies for entrepreneurs and business owners who want to mesmerize their marketing. 